Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye! Oh, hey, y'all. In this new year, work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that does not compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse, women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process from the first stitch to the last shipment. 
They channel positive planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. Nux Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. And let me tell you, okay, from having now worn my new Nux Active full, I, I got a sports bra and pants. Buttery second skin is actually the perfect way to describe this. Mm. I, I'm telling you, in the whole of the time that I have been working out as an adult human being, I have never put on such a comfortable workout outfit. Like, to the point where I was like, is it appropriate for me to wear this to my dentist today? That was a real thought that I had because it is that comfortable. So power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, do not walk, run over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a special gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code COMINGOUT20 at checkout. It's a new year, y'all! Make positive moves with Nux Active. Hey, y'all. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. We are a weekly podcast where we have queer folks on from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family, and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? 2023! 2023! Happy 2023! <laughs> Happy New Year! Uh, so I hope that everybody had a wonderful break. I know that the holidays uh, are uh, very mixed for many of us. Um, so sending a lot of love to those for whom the, the holidays were difficult and um, hoping that the new year has started on a positive note for everyone. Um, yeah, Lauren, do you want to introduce our very exciting guest for today. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we are here uh, with a longtime listener, uh, but who we also know IRL, as the kids say, um, from uh, from cons, uh, I guess only cons. I was gonna like list things and then I was like, no, it's cons. <laughs> um, uh, but also just like over the years, we've had a ton of interaction on social media. Uh, we were talking earlier about how our dogs look like literal identical twins hmm. um possibly from the same litter who knows uh, uh but uh she is a grandmother and a mother uh and a friend and she goes by the name of Pooh. uh if you're a longtime listener you know Pooh from the patreon list i always try to give what it a little him? a little a little bump when i say Pooh. Uh, because it is such a fantastic, as a Winnie the Pooh fan, I'm always thrilled to get to say Pooh. Uh, but yeah, you're finally on the pod. Hello, Pooh. Welcome. Hey. Hi. Welcome. So glad to be here. Yes. We're so happy and to have you. We, so, so I, I got a, a message uh, a few days ago from Pooh being like, I've really been working up the nerve to like ask you guys if, you know, maybe I could tell my story. And, and Pooh mentioned like a few, um, a few elements very uh, well, 
intense, interesting, um, meaningful elements of her story uh, and that I was like, oh, let's let's definitely have you on, not just as a friend of the pod, but as somebody who's who's been through it um, and who is just a lovely human being. Um, and so I, I'm very excited since we've been an- interacting for so long. I'm, I'm really excited to find out this this part of your life. It's mm. cool. And yeah, while we so have you, you, can I ask, is Pooh Winnie the Pooh? Like, is what's yeah, the origin? What's like, I've been saying it for years and I don't know the, the backstory. Um, <laughs> my, my nursery was Winnie the Pooh back in the 70s. Mm. And my father started calling me Pooh and oh. it just kept going through elementary school. And I always hated the name that I have. So um, I... I prefer Pooh. Actually, when people say my name, I don't turn around. When they say Pooh anywhere, I'm I like, love you know. Um, I know it's weird because, you know, people will spell it P-O-O. And I'm like, that's that's not, you know. I, why, why would anyone default? Like, yeah, why? Come on. Why? Come on. Come on. Exactly. So, um, and, and I did my daughter's nursery in Pooh also yeah. as a kind of... And uh, I call her Tigger because she she's definitely Tigger. I love so I mean it's that. It was, yeah. It's just one of those things that kind of carries over with you. And um and later on in the story, you'll also know that um it was a, a great way for me to hide online. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes complete uh-huh. sense. Yes, I too, I too, uh, I had actually my room redone in classic poo uh, during middle school. Oh, so nice. Was not, I was not really a kiddo. I was more of a preteen and wow. was like, you know what I need? Classic poo. I, yeah, I'm like, raised I on classic poo. Like I've, yeah. I've seen Disney yeah. poo, but I was raised on like the A.A. Mill and like old school, like falling mm-hmm. apart books that I think like were my mom's yeah. when she was a kid, like old school yeah. So yeah, yeah, I really. I'm excited props. to introduce Leif to them. And in fact, uh, Mandala brought her volume back from uh, Australia in the fall so <gasps> for, that for Leif, so we could start. So goddamn them. tender! Oh, that's amazing! Oh my god, my so ovaries! JK, <laughs> they're dried up. Sorry. Okay, so let's. <laughs> get into it um so Pooh, as you know because you are a longtime listener we always like to kick off by asking our guests how do you identify queer hell yeah identifies queer love it love it love it so um man where does your story start yeah. um i would say that it starts oh gosh from if strangely enough watching disney movies and <laughs> Like with some of my other friends and them being, I'm trying to think of like Sound of Music or, you know, whatever. I love musicals, Broadway nerd. Oh, yeah. So, um, and my friends, all of us sitting there, I can just remember. And they're like, oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. And I remember being eight and going, I don't know. I think she's pretty. Mm-hmm. And so I think back to that now and um I've always treated my girlfriends or f- girl friends, yeah, differently than you know maybe you should since I was younger. Um I think I love them on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um to the point of where people were actually say would say to me, 
you know, you guys are too close. And I was like, look, <laughs> you know, I, but I should, I should go into, I was raised in a very Catholic strict household. Um, so in Alaska, we found out before the pod yes. started. Yeah. I was born in California, and mm. when I was three months old, we moved wow. to Alaska, and I was raised there until I was 17. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's so, been pretty, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Alaska's kind of its own thing anyway, but Alaska's like fairly conservative. Am I wrong about that? No, you're not. Yeah, it's very conservative. Yeah. You know how in the South they say there's a church on every corner? Mm-hmm. Alaska's pretty much the same. Really? Wow. Okay, that yeah. I did not know. That's surpri- that is shocking to me. Hmm. Yeah. You're not- Especially when I was growing up. Yeah, so and I would go so my grandparents live in the lower forty eight. My wife hates when I say that. She's like <laughs> the man laughs. Um <laughs> Right. Um but that's what it was called as I was growing up. But they live in Texas, um, Corpus Christi, Texas, which is beautiful. And um, I spent my summers with them from a very young age. So I knew what was out there. Alaska to me was very uh, claustrophobic. Like it was very confining because in order to get out of there, you had to drive three days or you had to, you know, have a lot of money to fly or, you know, whatever. Um, And you also have to be on the wealthier side. You know, skiing is not cheap. Um, God, no. snowmobiling. Um, and then during the summer, you know, it's, uh, going on a boat. Um, th- those are not cheap things. So if you are, you know, not relatively on the wealthy side, it's boring. <laughs> That's why yeah. I just say it's just boring, yeah. you know? Um, and I absolutely hated it when I was a teenager. And I imagine that it's not bustling with different types of people and representation being as it is uh kind of separate from (laughs) the general population you rarely have a lot of diversity in places that are like in their own little box on a map I'm told it does now but when I was growing up um I mean I think the lady that lived down the street from us might have been a lesbian because of her haircut and you know she had a friend that lived with her and I would go hang out with them whenever I could um it seems like you know and I know it was the 70s but yes it was very conservative up there now I'm thinking about it although I I did I was a latchkey kid you know I raised myself so um my mom had to work and then she was married a lot Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, that runs in the family, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, as I went through high school, I just decided that I wanted to leave. And then I went to my grandparents. uh, I actually graduated high school when I was 16. Oh, wow. So I went to Texas and I was supposed to go to college. (laughs) Uh, according to my grandparents. But what ended up happening was there was a family friend that I had known my whole life and he was 40 years older than me. And basically what happened was he groomed me and I didn't know that until much later. And I I married him at 17. Oh, wow. So um, 
I didn't really understand. You know, my mom never talked to me about college. It was always get married, have kids. So my first inter and I had, I didn't have sex in high school because you're not supposed to. So my first interaction with sex was a very old man. <laughs> so, you know, you're like, um, okay with this situation. So my mom was okay with it because uh, I, I, I don't really know why, to be honest. I think she just wanted to be married. My dad was in um, Iraq. Oh, actually it wasn't, it wasn't Iraq. It was um, the peacekeeping mission. Afghanistan. That's what it was. Oh my God. So he was over there. He was in the military. Okay. So he didn't know oh. that I got married. Yeah. Wow. My mom had to sign for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Truly, so, I mean, like, really, I, is that even, I mean, it's obviously legal. You did it, but like, yeah, I feel like you would need to have like a parental witness or something at that age. Although I don't know. The my mom that. signed. She did. Wow. Yeah. God damn. Um, wow. And like, so it's so interesting. I mean, I, and sorry, I just, I just, because I think like the, the, the grooming is such a buzzword right now. Yeah. So I just wanted to like mm, yeah. very quickly touch on that before we move on. Like, I, I mean, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And mm -hmm. I, I am also, I am glad that you can identify it as such. And I'm also uh, grateful that you used that term because the uh, the way in which that is being hurled at our community right now, um, yes. as though we are primarily guilty of that or we're primarily the uh, perpetrators of, of, of grooming when the older man younger young women child yeah. is is absolutely statistically much more the case yeah um so uh anyway that I, must make I, you furious to hear that it, <laughs> it does yeah. it, it's it's such a trigger in that way it does yes. make me mad oh. and um this man knew me my whole life oh. his family and so my family gross. were friends oh. so he, you know he watched me grow up and he had his eye oh. you know on me and to to make matters worse i got pregnant on my wedding night so oh my god well worse in the way that i'm attached to him forever not worse in the way that i had a baby of course uh so i had my oldest son and he is amazing um hmm. He's 32 now, because I just turned 50, wow. 31, 32, something like that. <laughs> um, and uh, we grew up together. You guys are yeah. like Gilmore girls, except that he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, but then we, a couple years later, we added another kid. Um, so my interaction with men, whereas my dad was in the military, he was always gone. Mm. Um, and I, I love him. He's amazing. Um, him and I got through life. We were like against my mom. She's a narcissist and it, that's a whole other thing. But strangely enough, my father is quite younger than my mom. Oh, that is interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So your mom was like, well, this is par for the course. Like, right. yeah. Wow. He was 19 when they got married and my mom was, oh my I don't even know how old she was now that I think about it, but she was a lot older. Let's just put it that way. Wow. You know, so my dad and I kind of grew up together. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then 
with my son and I named him, I named my son after him because mm -hmm. he, he was very, so I did have one good, you know, role model as far as men, but he was never there. He was always working. So, yeah. um, I couldn't talk to him. His, his, uh, sister got pregnant in high school. So he was like really weird about dating and oh. all this other stuff. You know, my aunt got pregnant in high school. So it, it, I never, I dated, but, um, I like, I think I picked the safest boy, uh -huh. <laughs> totally. dated him for like three years. We only like made out, gave each other hickeys or whatever. And he wanted to wait until we got married and then we were going to get married and live this happy life. And I was like, okay, cool. Until he got boring. And I, that, that sounds horrible, but I just got bored. I was like, you know, all my friends are dating these bad boys and like, that looks exciting, but I was too scared to go beyond that because I didn't want anybody to know that I didn't really, I wasn't really attracted to men yeah. because I was denying it myself. Yeah. Um, Did you know at mm. all that like you, you knew at least on some level you weren't attracted to men, but did you know you were attracted to women or was it just like that hadn't even, I knew I was attracted to women, but I wasn't supposed to be. Right. And here's the weird thing. Like men, um, I, I shouldn't say I'm not attracted to them because I raised two men um, and I absolutely adore them. But also, um, I don't know how to put it. It's, I didn't necessarily hate having sex with men. It just wasn't that, you know, desire and all that stuff that you hear about. Yes. It just wasn't that excitement. And I was like, when's this going to happen? You know, yeah. where's that exploding orgasm that happens and your, yeah. your brain explodes? You know, yeah. yes. um, no, I fully get that. So, yeah, because people have such varied experiences. Like one of my favorite uh, stories was uh, when Gretchen Wilder was on the podcast, and she talked about how she would throw up every time after sex with her boyfriend. I like still wasn't putting it together, but it's like people, and even then she wasn't putting it together. But I think it can be, we, from what we've heard from guests, it can be very confusing for people who aren't having like traumatic or nauseating experiences <laughs> with men they're just like not into it quote unquote so like you we're trained to think like in 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 some ways we're trained to think like if if you like you you'll know like in your heart and like and it's like well not always right. like sometimes you'll just be like uh, oh, this is like okay but i'm not like really into it but that yeah. you think necessarily that you're queer because you're not equating it with like this awful event that happens every time. So, right. And yeah. And yeah. that, and like, I mean, desire and, and attraction is so complicated anyway. And sex is yes, complicated. Um, and it's not like, it is so not a, a a one experience fits yeah. all kind of thing and you can have different kinds of attraction to different mm -hmm. people even within the same gender you know like mm -hmm. it's it's so then you're sitting there and you're like well if i'm not like repulsed by this if it's just fine like right. it's fine and you know we've all had 
fine sex before with people who <laughs> who do align with the gender yes. that we are attracted to. I was going to say, you know? many straight women have the same experience. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're not straight. They just might not yeah. be that much into sex or they haven't met someone who does that for them yet. So like it's a exactly. million. Exactly. Yeah. So it's so easy to not consider that there might be an additional factor on top of that. Yep. You know, especially mm -hmm. when the, the kind of sex you're having is the like fallback traditional heteronormative kind you like know fall, right yeah start yeah. calling heterosexual sex fallback default sex, <laughs> fallback. Default sex. <laughs> factory settings <laughs> i mean like kind of though you know anyway um but yes sorry keep going so you were so so you weren't like oh this is bad but at at what point after i after i assume you you had your kids at what point did things start maybe turning? Well, I had, I was only married to him for nine months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I actually had a friend of mine that was like, wake up. Oh, Do you see what's happening here? Um, and I was in Tennessee at the time with him. Um, and she flew me back to Alaska. Oh. And I, ha I had my baby there. Um, and then I stayed with her for a, a little while until she met a guy. And then it was like, you know, okay, you're on your own now. <laughs> you know, she, no, but I mean, you know, she had to grow up. We, we went to school together. Yeah, you're both so young. I think she was the first woman or girl I ever loved. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. I mean, we met at like eight years old. I don't know that you know, if she had been queer, if we would have ever gotten together, it wasn't like that. It was just, she taught me so many things and I taught her so many things. And I remember, um, maybe, you know, kissing on the lips when we were younger, but it was, um, she was like what I always wanted to be in high school. And that was the slut. And I just loved it. That is I mean, not where I, I expected you to go with that. I just really admired the fact that she could just sleep around because I couldn't do that. I shouldn't use the word slut. I'm sorry. But no, no, she, we've replaced it now. I think yeah, it's like, it's yeah, I think, I yeah. think we're doing that. I, the way you said I, that was not, it was not a diss. That was like a very empowering no. way of saying it. Yeah. Even now, I still talk to her, um, and every once in a while we talk to each other. She's still in Alaska, and um, and I always say, you know, she's divorced. And I'm like, are you going to go back to your slutty ways? And she's like, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, just <laughs> yes! text me about it. Fuck yeah. You know, I, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, heterosexual or not. I just want to know the details of how did it go? You know, was, did you try anything new? And, and I just feel like she's that, you know, you make lifelong friends mm -hmm. every once in a while. Um, I actually have quite a few to be honest with you, but I, I just thought that was so cool. But so in high school, I was the mom. I was the one who made sure everybody got home. No. I was the one who, um, because we lived on a military base, so you had to be really careful. Um, I was the one who, you know, yes, you can tell your parents that you're spending the night with me while you go spend the night with your boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, like, that was me. And so I would rather babysit, Yeah. to be honest. I, yeah. I did a lot of babysitting in high school and middle school and elementary school. I, I just always have loved kids. Um, 
I think I didn't really understand how kids came about until I was much older than most people. Mm, My mom did not talk to me about sex in Mm. any way, shape or form. So, um, when I finally figured it out, I was like, eh, I can't be so bad. Um, but so moving on, I, I was married for nine months. I went to Alaska and then I, my father (laughs) came back from, um, Afghanistan and was not very happy with my mother. Um, ultimately I think that's what led to their divorce, to be honest. (laughs) Um, but it was just another thing. So I came back, I went back to see him in Tennessee because that's where they were. He was stationed at Fort Campbell Uh in Tennessee. Um, so he's, he called me as soon as he got back and he said, um, I need you to bring the baby here. Um, I want to help you take care of the baby, blah, blah, blah. So he brought, I brought the baby back. So I was back in Tennessee and what did I do? I meet a military man and like I'm on a military base or by a military base. So I went on this like double date and and then they, they brought a third and I was a third and I met him and he was just, I told him that I had a baby because Sammy was really small. And he was like, oh, I would love to see. And I was just enamored with him because he was all about kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is like my, you know, this, this is, this has to be my person. Unfortunately, he was not my person. Yeah. Um, when I got pregnant right away after we got married. I, I don't know what the ovaries wait till I'm married at least, but <laughs> yeah. You know, for my grandmother, I didn't, I wouldn't care. But anyway, I was eight months pregnant the first time he put his hands on me and I was in a car. He had gotten stationed in Fairbanks and we were in a car with my, uh, with Sammy, who was 18 to 19 months old. He was, um, he said I was flirting with somebody in the gas station. It came out of complete nowhere. I mean, him and I had fought a little bit, but it was like, as soon as he got me away from my family. Mm-hmm. It was on. Mm-hmm. It was on. So we were stationed in Fairbanks. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of story there, but I'm I'm gonna just kind of sum it up because I've had many many lifetime movies in my life. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, ultimately, he ended up getting kicked out of the military. Um, wow. And uh, I we. He retired, or not retired, but he got kicked out of the military, sorry. And we moved down to Texas because I wanted to be close to my family. Um, uh, we separated. He didn't like that we were separated, so but a judge gave him visitation. I went to pick up my son. Um, he closed the door, locked it. I turned around. He had a gun. Oh, my God. And we had a very bad situation happen. Um <sighs> And ultimately, he told me my son, first of all, he told me my second son, Paul, was gone. He told me that he killed him. And so I was on the ground, screaming and crying, devastated. And I was just like, kill me. I don't care. You know, you took my son. Um, And then he was like, well, I need you. I don't want anybody else to have you. It was one of those sort of things. So um, I ended up being held hostage by him for several, several hours. And my family 
reported that I had not come back from picking up my son. So the police showed up and, you know, SWAT team, and he took the barrel into the gun and just beat the crap out of me in the face with it. So my face is a little bit different than it was in high school. I mean, no, well, of course, everybody's faces. But what I'm saying is, is like, I was young then. I was like 20. And so the way I got away from him was I ultimately, here I am all bleeding and gross. He is like, I want you. I I said, okay, fine, I'll have sex with you. But you have to go take a shower. And he was like, okay. He went to get in the shower and I got the door open. And when I opened the door, a SWAT so team smart. member grabbed me and threw me over the balcony. Somebody caught me. So and then you. they swarmed in on him. But he, this was in Texas. This was in the 90s. And there was no domestic violence laws on the books in Texas at the time. So um, he spent two nights in jail. <gasps> And then he got in his truck and he <sighs> fled and I've never seen him oh again. And they didn't go after him. Oh my fucking God. They only held him two nights after a fucking SWAT. That is so disgusting. I'm so sorry. That is Well, I didn't know. There's a couple factors. The gun was not loaded. How was yeah. I to know that? Um, and the other factor was, they, you know, they didn't have any domestic violence laws. <sighs> I'm happy to say that I was part of getting some domestic violence laws in texas because at the time it was governor bush um and i know people hate him but he personally sent me a letter and was like you know he had my story and several other women throughout texas and he started creating domestic violence laws so you know um I think he's a person and he's okay. President sucked. But anyway. I, I think, you know, I, I think he's a better painter than he was a president. And we'll yeah. leave it at that. And he's, and he's not a very good yeah. painter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I woke up in the hospital and a coworker of mine was sitting in the, uh, the hospital. I worked at Walmart at the time. And I ended up marrying him later wow. <laughs> so yeah so i would just go from one well, to the people other because i was rescuing so- you a quote unquote i feel like it's yeah. the idea of somebody coming mm-hmm. in and momentarily seeming like the knight in shining armor etc mm-hmm. well and i'm supposed to be married and my mom would say things to me like well who's gonna marry you with two kids by oh, two different dads God. you know or, and things like that she's like you've got to get married at one point she even tried to talk me into going back to paul <gasps> because she was like what are you gonna do um that was after a couple incident not the major one so at 20 years old i had to have um surgery where they peel your face back and you know do adjustments and then i have completely false teeth and most of my friends know that so i don't mind putting it out there the the one thing i want to do say about that though is don't judge somebody by their teeth i know it's hard sometimes but you know, when you look at a woman or a man and you see rotten teeth, the first thing you think is drugs. That's not mm. always true. Mm. Um, you know, a woman or a man can be beat about the face um, and it kills all of them. The uh, nerves. Nerves. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I learned that because I would go apply for jobs after that. And um, because they tried to save some and people wouldn't hire me because of my teeth. Wow. Yeah. Oh so I finally was able to get um, dental work done and 
Um, and, and then I met my third husband. And we, I should hop in just for, in case people missed it. He had not actually killed your son. Oh gosh! Okay. No, it's okay because so, you said two, you sorry. said two kids, so I just wanted to like actually right. explicitly say it in case anyone missed you saying two kids. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that when when they threw me over the balcony and the SWAT team caught me and they took me away to the ambulance. He was sitting oh. in the ambulance. The next door neighbor had had him. Oh my god, that yeah. must have been. And he was oh just like, "Mommy, where you been?" God, like it wasn't been. even like he, you know, why, why do you, why does your face look like that yeah. type of thing? But oh, you know, and he's never seen his biological father okay. again, ever. Right. I was able to get a protective order, um, lifelong yeah. protective order. He's never allowed to come near me. But as you can imagine, when I decided to go online, I was like, he knew nothing about my life as a teenager. Or I never told him about my nickname. There was, for some reason, there was things that I kept from him, mm. and I couldn't figure out why. Mm. But we were only married a year and a half. Okay. Mm. So I wasn't married to him for very long. Um, I'm still, you know, I still have some. Every time I, you know, have to do something with my teeth or whatever, it makes me think of him. But for the <sighs> most part. I don't think about him. My my son Paul is amazing. He's like the most amazing male creature. Like I just love him so much. Um, so, you know, I was worried that I was going to like look at him and, you know, be like, oh, reminder. But here's the thing, uh, that higher power, whatever it may be, he looks just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like me with blonde hair and blue eyes. So, um, and there, there's nothing. Like, I'll, I'll look at him and sometimes I'm like, wow, nothing. And then I showed him a picture one time. I had one picture and he was like, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure. So, so by 20, I was a little leery of men, but I had the man who had swooped in and I'll take care of your yeah. two kids and you know, I'll give you the girl that you want type of situation. Uh -huh. And, um, we were technically, technically married for 18 years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Wow. But we were only really together for two years. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were legally separated about five years into it, but we tried to stay together until my daughter graduated from high school. Um, it didn't work quite like that, but he, um, he was, he was one of the very pivotal and telling me, maybe you like women. Wow. He was actually really pivotal about that. You know, it was a sexual thing for him. He was like, he tried everything. He was actually really, really nice about that. Like he tried everything. He's like, I don't understand why you're having such an issue. And I was like, me neither. Mm. And he, you know, I just, for the life of me, couldn't figure out why I wasn't having like a normal orgasm. It was mm. just like a, literally like a hiccup. And so he was like, we have to do this. We tried all kinds of different things. Um, and then he finally said to me, I think that you like women. And I was like, I'm not allowed to like women. That's, that's what I said. He well, goes, wait a second. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are allowed to like women. Um, but the problem, and I, but here's the problem with him. 
I thought him and I would get divorced and we would be best friends. Mm. But he had a little bit of a different idea. He thought that I would bring a girlfriend into the situation <laughs> sure. and he'd get to stay. Sure. Yeah. And so he was not real a happy about misunderstanding. that. misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> so we don't talk anymore, but, um, mm. you know, and I miss him sometimes mm. because he wasn't horrible. He, you know, but he was a truck driver. So he was gone all mm. the time. Um, and towards the last 10 years, he would only come home twice a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a girlfriend and I was totally okay with that, but I didn't have anyone. What I did for that 10 years, um, was I just kind of researched. <laughs> that sounds bad. I did not watch porn. I read porn is what I did. Sure. Fanfic and, <laughs> and like watched every single movie you could yep. get your hands on. Yep. Illegally downloaded everything, L word, all of it, so that I could, and I was just like, huh, you know, I really needed to, to know if this is where I was supposed to go because yeah. I was one of those allies. Yeah. I was at every oh, pride. God, yeah. I was at, mm -hmm. Isn't that the same? Like, I was such an, and I made all of my kids allies, and we always got dressed up and went to pride every year, no matter where we lived, type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had gay him. friends. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like I was I was much younger, so it wasn't, you know, I wasn't like out and about about it, but I definitely was like a very vehement ally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. A few very years common. before I came Trout. out. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I have a couple funny stories to get on the lighter side. <laughs> um, it was actually my I was coming out to myself. It took many, many years. I had to break that religious, yeah. you know, the mm -hmm. voice in the back of my head saying, no, no, you're not allowed to do this. You're going to go, you know, to hell or purgatory or wherever you're going to go. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was seven. And Nicole, I talked to my, uh, you about my daughter before. Yes. She was seven years old. And we were, I was, I remember this, this is a story that comes up every holiday. <laughs> I was in the, I was in the kitchen cooking and she comes in, she goes, mom, I got to tell you something very dramatic. And I said, okay, what is it? And she said, I think I'm gay. And from the living room, my son yelled, I knew it. <laughs> really super loud. And I was like, Tori, why do you think you're gay? And she said, but I, because I love, I love my friend. And so I sat down and I explained to her what that meant. And it was okay. And then she said, I, I understand what you're saying, mom, but I really, really think I'm going to love her forever. And I just thought, wow, my daughter just came out before I did. <laughs> and so I had a conversation with the two boys and they were, you know, they were older than her, obviously. And so I sat them down and I was like, you know, can we talk about, you know, what do you think about mom? And me possibly, and both of them at the same time said, you like girls. Wow. Smart. They're really and I was on like, it. how did you know yeah. that? And they're like, mom, come on. You know, you love your friends too much. And I was like, there's never, you can never love your friends too much. She goes, mom, you go out of your way. It's just, it's yeah. And I was like, okay. So, you know, they were, you know, middle school age. Um, I was still not completely, I had not come to terms with it. Um, and then I got cancer. I went to, um, just a normal checkup 
and uh, I was not taught to do breast exams, mm. so I wasn't really sure how to do that. And they did a breast exam, and then they were like, uh, I think we need to have this checked out. Um, so I had breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Oh, they actually God. found the ovarian cancer a little bit later. You're not kidding about this and, Lifetime or, movies. Like, literally, so we're, on, like, we're on the third Lifetime movie, I feel like, that could be <laughs> oh, made. Four, four, Maybe fourth! Four. Holy like shit! Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I missed one. Four okay, four. okay. And, wow. and so, um, I think I have that backwards. They found the ovarian cancer and then the breast cancer, mm. but I had a, um, a lumpectomy yeah. with the breast cancer and, that, and then some radiation. The ovarian cancer, I... <sighs> I was young and very naive, and I thought, well, okay, I really wanted more babies, but they were going to have to take everything out, have a hysterectomy. As long as I can, you know, stay with my babies, then maybe that's what I need to do. Hmm. Um, meaning that I wanted more kids, but I wanted to be alive to be with yes. my children that I already had. 100%, yes. And, and so... I thought that if they just took everything out, that it would be over. Mm. I did not know how all of that worked. Well, because I didn't have a good partner, this is where he failed me. Even though we were separated, I asked him to come home um, after I told him what happened. And he would not mm. come home and work a job at home. Um, he said, I'll pay for everything, but you're going to have to figure out how to do this on your own. Ooh, and so... Jesus. It took me six years, six years to get through cancer treatment oh. because I had to stretch things out and I had three kids and I didn't, I, you know, I didn't have anybody to help me. I didn't have anybody to help me and I wasn't going to ask anybody to help me. I'm really mm. bad about that. I was going to do it by myself because I just, after everything, I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm going to do this by myself because I, I can't count on anyone. Yeah, exactly. I went through a very dark period. You did very ask one person period. and they said no. So that makes yeah, you the reluctant the to... The person that's supposed to be there. So if yeah, she's not that's... going to, why would anyone else? Yeah, right. And, and Pretty yes, egregious. I mean, yeah. 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 <sighs> and, um, and then after, you know, I saw that there was a light. I mean, I would do stupid things like... My doctor would say, okay, during the summer, we're going to, we're going to put you on this trial because the kids were out of school. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm taking my kids on a road trip. And I would go off of chemo and I would take them on a two month road trip just because I wanted them to have memories of, you know, good things when they were growing up. But my doctor would get so angry with me because I was like a petulant kid. No, I'm not doing that. And then I'd come back and you know, I would say, I had to do this with the kids and he would forgive me. And, you know, so we had this any weird relationship. But I remember when he walked in and said to me, well, he walked in, he started crying. And I thought he was going to tell me, we've done everything we can. It's over. Mm. And so I'm looking at him and he goes, you're in remission. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So I said, well, you know, it's been great knowing you. <laughs> I'll come back and, and I, you know, thank you for everything. It was like he kind of took me under oh. his wing because he had daughters mm. and he knew that I was very naive. Mm. Um, but I said, um, I'm moving to South Carolina with the kids. I need to get out of here. This I was in Tennessee mm. when this was okay. going on. So I packed up everything and we moved to South Carolina. I wanted a new start. Mm. So I bought a house that was like a really old house and it had 
like nine or ten bedrooms. It was Holy crazy. Shit. Um, yeah, it, it, some of them weren't like technically real bedrooms though, <laughs> yeah. but so, you know, by then the, the two boys were old enough that they wanted to move out. What ended, they ended up doing was moving back in. And then, um, my oldest, you know, had his girlfriend moved in and then they had two kids. Aww. And so my wife and I lived downstairs and there's two kitchens. Wait, what and, did the, hold on. What did the wife happen? <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> that seems like a big moment. That was that was actually my favorite. That was like maybe my favorite leap in story that we've ever had. Is mm-hmm. is oh yeah, and then my wife and I. My wife was upstairs. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> oh hey y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more 
do you need to hear y'all head to factormeals.com slash coming out pod 50 and use code coming out pod 50 to get 50 percent off that's code coming out pod five zero at factormeals.com slash coming out pod 50 get 50 percent off Bye. Okay, so as I was learning, um, I went to therapy for seven years to come to terms. It, it took, it didn't, I mean, I talked about a lot of things, but it really helped me come to terms because I had some demons that I had to fight. Um, and I also didn't want to hate men. Even though everything that I had been through, it was really important. And it's something I still talk about in therapy all the time. Um, so I think I was 39 by this time and I saw Fabericon pop up on Tumblr and I was a big fan of the show Glee. So I was like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. this looks like a gay event. Oh, it's, it's in Atlanta, really which is two and a half hours from where I, where I lived. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the video of John and his just, Yeah, I was going to say, know, he's listen, got, isn't he, did he start that con? Yes, he did. God damn, look yes, at the connection. This did. is episode 64, guys, John Arrow. I'm pretty sure it's 64. I know that's like a Rain Man thing that I know that. Um, but I'm pretty <laughs> it's sure. I know, I, it's weird. Don't worry about it's it. It's like but kind of amazing. That's yeah. so wild. So look at that guest connection he made this video and put it on tumblr and he is he's just like i don't want to say infectious he's wonderful but no that's a good yeah he's, yes he's, he has an his, infectious he's just, personality yes. and, yeah. about, and even him, in yes. video he was like come to Fabericon, we'll have fun so and so cute. i bought a ticket and i went and um i was so scared um <laughs> i had never i'd been to conventions before but nothing quite so small and nothing queer right, right 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 it was just you know so i the night that i got there was valentine's oh, day stop i know we and we we're not big fans of valentine's day but i'm just saying yes it was valentine's day and everybody was in a room i walked in they were watching glee because it was on that night and right behind me this woman walked in behind me but i look over and there's this a woman sitting there with this beautiful long hair and I'm like good lord I mean like I just there was something that just sucked me in like her the face of her the face the shape of her face and she had this really cool mole that I really liked and this beautiful hair and a really really good set of boobs and I was just like oh my gosh so I sit down at, to where I can see her and she's on her computer and I'm not really paying attention to whatever, what's going on. And so the girl that was, came in behind me came and sat on the other side. And she was an older person. I felt like the oldest person there. Mm -hmm. um, I think at that time I might have been. Because there was, it seemed like there was a lot of young people. Glee was kind of a young sure, person yeah, show. Yeah. But, sure. And so I got the nerve to go sit by her. <gasps> Somebody got up that was sitting next Damn. to her. So I sat down and I go, what you doing? <laughs> and she goes, um, I'm, I'm posting my fanfic. I always post it on Thursdays. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and she wasn't really paying attention to me. And then she looked at me and I just looked at her and I was like, oh, I know this fanfic. And so I let her do her thing, but I was just sitting there. 
And then um, I said, well, I guess I'm gonna go outside and smoke. I smoked at the time. And I went out to the smoking area and a bunch of people were out there. And then, you know, I guess she asked around because the woman who walked in behind me, she thought I was with her. Oh, uh, so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Christine, okay. Yeah, so Christine asked around and was like, you know, are they together? And everybody's like, no, I don't, I, I don't think so. But we, it was so weird. None of us knew each other. We had just literally, you get, I think there was 55 people and we all just kind of came together and, you know, it was... It was that time that John and I immediately clicked and I helped him with Fabericon and then helped him create TGIF. So I'm on the, I'm on the, um, on the board of TGIF. Um, and And can you define for those who don't know, because it's not, it's not the restaurant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) TGIF is a fim slash con that we haven't had in quite a while because of the pandemic. But um, I think in total, John and I did 10 conventions God together. God damn, that's so cool. Wow. Yes, between TGIF and yeah. the Um But that's where I met my wife. And oh. I, there was a couple of moments where she said that I was flirting. I have no game. <laughs> but... It was, um, I'm, I'm an outgoing, friendly person yeah. for the most part, especially if I feel safe in a community. Yeah. Um, and so we had interactions all weekend. Oh. Um, she, we just had our anniversary, which is oh. why this is interesting. Our anniversary is, is the 31st. Oh. We just had our six year wedding anniversary oh, and our 10 years together. Oh, I saw you post congrats. about that. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Oh. Was was she the first woman, the first yeah. everything? Like, had you done any? Wow, God, you're so lucky. That's so awesome. You'd missed That's out amazing. on the whole awful dating. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels like it feels like she paid her dues. In yes, a whole other yes, way. yes, 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 yes. No, but that's, I think that's Jesus really Christ. lovely. That like on Valentine's Day, God damn, just like. Well, let me tell you how I finally figured out um, that she liked me. On the last day of the convention, (laughs) um, there was a few of us in the lobby, and it was at a hotel that had a Starbucks in the, and that's very important to the story. And so they got to to know me, um, because I ordered the same thing all the time. And I was coming out of the bathroom, and I see Christine walking up towards me. I'm like, oh, she wants a hug. Now, in the middle of the lobby, she kissed <gasps> me. The dream. And I, I froze because, well, for a couple reasons. To be completely honest, at the time, I couldn't afford a bottom uh, set of teeth, and I didn't want to kiss her without telling her mm. the reason why I didn't. That was really important to me. The other thing was I had never kissed a woman yeah. before. And then um, she got scared because I didn't kiss her oh. back, so she took off oh, no. and ran... No. She ran away, hopped in a taxi, <gasps> and went to the bus station. The she was coming to say bye to me, but she wanted exactly. She just wanted to take the plunge and oh, see what would happen. And of course, she felt like she failed. She lived in um, the Boston area, no. by the way. So she had taken a bus all the way down no. to Atlanta and was going back up. So I stood in the 
there like stunned, my friend Vanessa walked over and took me to a table and sat me down. And the the barista comes and sits a Starbucks in front of me and says, I think you need this. Because everybody saw. Everybody in the lobby. And I was just sitting there. So then later on, Christine tweeted. No, Vanessa tweeted her and said, dude, what was that in the lobby? And she said, that was me getting rejected. Oh, no. And then I popped in and said, no, it wasn't. Ah! Oh. And she, she said when she saw that on Twitter, she almost fell I over. I fucking love so then this. I de- I'm going to find those tweets. I, de- <laughs> I DM'd her my phone number. Oh. And then we started talking. Um, and I, I have to say that because of my age and because I just was like, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I told her for, uh, 10 days later, uh, she was like, well, do you want a date? Do you want to be casual? We can hook up here. And I go, no, mm-mm, I don't want that. I want to settle down. If you're not into it, then I'll find somebody else. Fuck but yeah. I can't do this dating know thing. Know your wants uh, and express them clearly. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't. The thought of dating and all of that yes. in, in that community because it's so scary. I was like, no. This is it. I like you a lot. You're amazing. You know, we had talked in, in the 10 days, it felt like we talked for hours and hours and hours. And she was like, okay, then I want to be your girlfriend. Or will you be my girlfriend? She asked me. And I was like, yes. And then I want to say about four months almost to the day she moved in. (laughs) So... But you know how that goes. That is, you're on track. You know that's, that yeah, is that's part for the amazing. Course, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you moved in, and how did your kids feel about it? I mean, that you were already out to them, but um, well, she came to visit me. The first time she came to visit me, we stayed in a hotel for obvious reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the second time she visited me, I introduced her to the kids. Aww. So there, what, I was still very. I didn't just move her in. So. Sure. I mean, I did, but I was still very, you know, her and I were on, you know, video chat every day. So I had introduced her through that way. Um, but they were all really happy because I was happy yeah. for like, I think my kids saw me happy, like yeah. genuinely happy for the first time in my life. Yeah. And so, you know, I just felt free, although you never stop coming out, which I learned later. But, um, you know, I officially came out at 40. Um, my mom said, if you had come out 20 years earlier, I would have disowned you. But now I'm way more hip. And so I'm going to, you know, accept it. And wow. she tries. I will. I'll give her that. Okay. But she thinks that I she thinks that I know every lesbian mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, like, she'll run into somebody. It's so funny. And she sneakily takes a picture and then she'll show it okay, to me. And she'll go, Do you know this person? That is that's top hi- tier. That's hysterical. I've never that's heard hysterical. the secret photo taking before. That is next yes. level. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. And, and, you know, I'm glad that she feels happy about that. She says that she sees that I'm very happy. I think part of it, too, is that Christine's the one who talked me into moving here mm-hmm. i have never lived by my mother my whole adult okay, life mm-hmm. yeah. and we should say you're in nevada now yes yeah yeah and so what we did was my wife and i bought a house with another couple so we call ourselves um uh, so we're poly but we're um what is it um 
uh, I can't think of the word, but you know, we don't, we just have our two couples. Yeah. So yeah, 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 I totally know. Is there even a word mm-hmm. for that? I totally know what you mean. Yes. It's like, uh, there's the, there, oh, you're, God, it takes a villaging. You're, <laughs> It's... Well, because because we combined everything. So, Finances and stuff. Um, yes, oh, everything. that's really cool. I'd actually so like to be that living. kind of poly. I mean, that's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, I would love to have other grown-ups. And it's, it's grown up cheaper to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody has their own space. And then it's pretty awesome to live not only with my wife, who is one of my best friends, but I have my actual best friend. Oh. So we can meet for coffee in the morning, oh, you know, that kind of thing. That. Holy shit, that sounds amazing. And yeah. then um, we, but it was so expensive to live yeah. here that it, we were all like talking. And so we decided to um, platonic poly is what we call ourselves. Oh, Platonically I fucking poly. love that. Wait, is the, and is the other couple a hetero couple or? No. They're also queer. Two women. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Oh my That's God, it's so a real cool. life golden girl. I mean, well, you know, I mean, not really. Well, it does. Sort of. It yeah. does take. It does take a village, and I think that there's. Well, I mean, whatever. We're also tribal. Like, like this is that sounds this idea so that ideal all... to me. What you're describing. No, me too. I like. I literally just over the Christmas break, this came up again because it's come up several times with my two best friends from home because we're like, mm-hmm. I mean. It's so frigging hard, especially when you're raising mm-hmm. kids, too. It's mm. so hard raising kids alone. It's so hard paying expenses and more and more now, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, trying to do this separately. It's so hard to find child care. It's so, like it's just there's just so many reasons that communal living makes sense, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and feels familial. And like we lived as as listeners of the of the pod know um i think but before we moved across town um a year and a half ago we lived for six years with Mm -hmm. um who someone who's now one of our best friends and Leif's godfather um uh chris who was on the podcast dr Dr. chris Chris. um yeah um and he like I have to tell you, the reason that we moved out was all because we were just busting out of that house. Yeah. It wasn't like, (laughs) oh, I don't want to live with Chris anymore. Chris didn't want to live with us. Like, it was actually a very difficult, like, sad thing that we weren't going to be living together anymore. And it's one of those things where I was like, if we had this space, like, we would probably have just kept doing it. I mean, I think my favorite part about it is, like, so it's after the first of the year. I was recently diagnosed with MS. And so the dynamic of things are going to change a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'm the cook. Um, I like to make the lunches. So I make my wife lunches and stuff. But um, right now I'm going through a really bad flare. So I can't stand for too long. And so I'm not cooking. I'm not doing what I normally do. Um, thank God for Instacart. I can still order groceries. But see, that was my my thing. It's like my kitchen and and. It was, you know, I love feeding people. It's like my love language. I mean, I just, I like it. And I can't really do that until um, I know what this looks like. I have to be safe. I walk with a cane or a walker, which I absolutely hate. But I have both. And um, I, I just told my friend that I live with, Sal, the other day. I said, you know, it's so funny. My whole life people have been telling me 
you need to stop taking care of everybody else and take care of yourself. Well, now I have a, you know, an autoimmune disease that's going to make me do that, <laughs> whether I want to or not. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm right now I'm accepting. It doesn't surprise me. I was actually relieved because I thought I was a hypochondriac there for a little mm. while because all these things were happening and I was just, what is going on? And you start to feel like you're losing yeah. it because you go to the doctor and they're like, Oh no, this is what, and this, and this, when I had this amazing doctor and he finally said to me, can I please do a panel for autoimmune? He knew he just didn't want to say it out loud. Mm. Um, and you know, again, with the, with the healthcare system, this happens to me. This is, this will be the second time now. And this was recently, this was only, I've, I've known a month, maybe. Oh, wow. And I am, I'm very, very personal, personal around, around my medical stuff because I was very open about the cancer stuff later on and it kind of backfired on me. And also I asked somebody to help and that backfired. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't going to tell anybody. It was actually John who said, you know, you have a lot of really good friends yeah, out there. You need to exactly, put it out there. Yeah. So I put it on, I don't like Facebook. I don't like doing that. So I put it on Instagram. Um, and then, uh, I, I got a wave of messages. Um, but the amazing thing is I have an, I have a community here yeah, that can exactly. take care of me in my house. Yeah, exactly. You know, I have three other people, but I also have, I can ask a lot of people in California. So it's like, I got messages like, Hey, you need me to come if you, you know, this and this and this, and, and it was just amazing and so overwhelming and beautiful. Um, but I'm not mad about the MS. I don't know why exactly. I, I think I just expected it kind of, but also the relief of finding out that you have something and you're not crazy. Yeah. 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 You know, I, it, yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that I can get it right now. They're going to work with medications. I have, OT and PT come into my house. Um, and you know, I mean, I can walk. I just, it's more of a, and obviously I can move my hands cause I'm just moving my hands all over the place. Um, my biggest thing is, will I be able to like, my son's getting married in October this year, Paul, can I go to his wedding? Will that be, you know, can I, you know, he, he doesn't have any contact with the dad. So I'm going to be mom, dad, you know, can I walk down the aisle? And, you know, I, I asked my neurologist all these things and he's like, absolutely. The only problem with some people who have get diagnosed with MS later in life is that it tends to be worse, but I'm going to stay in therapy to make sure that if I crash, <laughs> I have my therapist. Sure. Um, and like I said, they're going to do a pain management and a bunch of things and, my wife and I decided to make a bucket list and not because I'm going anywhere. It's just because it puts things into perspective. Yeah, do that yeah. stuff earlier so, rather than also, later. Yeah, it's also yeah. like we, like, like regardless, I mean, age takes its toll. It's like you never know what's going to yes. happen, A, but B, like it just, 
as I look at my parents and and I mean my in-laws and whatever like I mean mm-hmm. Lauren you literally were just saying you're like yeah no my, my parents aren't going to come visit because like my mom's beyond the, yeah, the kind of point at which traveling that far is going to be anymore, yeah, yeah like like and it's but it's like we do so often as as humans put that stuff off because we go yep. oh well you know I'm still I'm still working or like I'll you know I'll get around to it or I don't have the money right now or do whatever it is and it's while just yeah, yeah and yeah and it's just do it while you can yeah. do it while you can you know absolutely yes. and I, I mean i've been i've been putting off so many things sure. because it's like oh i can do this yeah, next year do. Or I can yeah. do this yes. Later. Yeah. yes um for my birthday is september 1st my wife's birthday is september 8th exactly a week after me mm. and um this year i wanted to go to carmel that's Yay. all i wanted to do is go to carmel so we went to carmel and then she wanted to do a road trip she and she just kept telling me thank you so much because <laughs> we drove up the coast all the way yeah. up to you know washington oregon we went and saw john uh, we came, and then we came back down it was amazing it's it was so it, and i'm so glad yeah. that we did that yeah. um but i will tell you when we were on that trip and we were hiking and stuff is when i really started to notice a few things sure. where i was like why am I, oh, I must be because I'm tur- I turned 50. Mm. And then um, my best friend for my birthday bought us a weekend trip to New York and um, to go see Funny Girl. And so we go to Funny Girl and I'm, we're, I mean, we're in the orchestra, but we're kind of in the back. And I'm, I can't, mm. I can see that people are up there, but I can't see their faces. Gotcha. And I, what mm. is going on? Why can't I see anything? But I don't think that people realize exactly what MS is. No, it's I didn't know there was visual components. It's literally connected to all of the nerves, you know, from your brain center all the way down. Mm-hmm. But it's not, It it's the lining of what your nerves are in. Mm-hmm. That's what the, um, so that's why it messes up your speech. That's why it messes up your eyesight. It's all connected. Got it. Um, Got it. But it's... So that I was like, why can't I see these people? And then that's when I came back and I was like, okay, I need to go and talk to my doctor some more because something's going on. Mm. Well, I'm so glad that you that you did that, that you yeah, were like proactive yeah, about it because it is really easy too to be like, oh, there are aches and pains. Ah, my vision's kind of going. Eh. Yes. We all get older, 100%. things happen. They don't work as well, you know. Yeah, but I feel like MS. I feel like. I have seen more um, visibility around uh, MS yep. recently yep. because of Christina Applegate and, and um, Selma yes. Blair and before Blair. her. Yeah, I and was going to say the yes. same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and, I totally you know, agree. Like, obviously, obviously, it's it's all it's awful. You don't wish that upon anybody. And mm-hmm. if there has to be a silver lining to somebody mm-hmm. high profile getting mm-hmm. it it's that people mm-hmm. are learning a lot more yeah. about it and also like normalizing the existence of it and hopefully also and getting having... checked out themselves yeah. if they think that it might be absolutely something, yeah you know that they have yeah. yeah oh my god you're like just absolutely ridiculously incredible i mean it I knew really you were... yeah it really <laughs> is like sent... 10 yeah. lifetime movies minimum yeah it's unbelievable and, like, like you're just you are so even just being you know 
a tangential friend. You know, you you have been such a good friend. Uh, I could say to me and my family, like Pooh sent like a whole package of adorable stuff Aww. and clothes for Leaf when he was born. And... So I mean, thank you, thank you for you know not only supporting the pod but for supporting you know us us personally and yeah. it, um, just you're you're really in, you're an incredible person. I was just going to say it's because of you guys that um, all of any charitable donations like my wife makes one through work and I know you guys hate Amazon but the one that goes through Amazon I, I it all goes to we both use it a lot I all wish the time. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I hate it, it in theory all of my, all of my Amazon smile um, donations go to the LA LGBT oh, center where yeah. you guys That's do it. Yeah, and um, I also make a, a contribution there every single oh. year. Um because of you guys. So oh, I want you to know that people amazing. actually listen and you know it it's it's close. It's really important. I feel like, you know, I try to I get newsletters and stuff and I try to keep up with everything, you know, through there, but I just feel like a lot of people come in and out of there, which is why I feel it's like it's so important, especially on this coast. Yeah, oh, wow. so, I agree. I mean, and they like, oh man, they also they have like, um, the uh, center center for seniors, right? They have like yeah, a whole senior thing. My, my retirement have... plan, as I like to call it. Yeah, <laughs> right. every time yes. I drive by, right. I'm like, <laughs> see you in thirtyish years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they really are one of the only places that has that that has facilities and resources allocated for people for, across the entire mm-hmm. age spectrum from youth to seniors and in all, I haven't seen it anywhere I mean, else yeah they, it's and, really well I, I mean they are the biggest LGBT center in the world right. which is yeah. staggering right. that yeah. we happen to live like I live like 20 minutes from it it's wild it's amazing but yeah worldwide um so Pooh if I don't know if you want people to find you online but if you would like people to Thank find you. you online, where where mm-hmm. can they find you? Twitter or um, Instagram. So my Twitter is rqficrex. It's r-q-f-i-c-r-e-c-s. What am I on Instagram? Is it poutine? Yes. Or... yes. But thank you so much for letting me come on. It was, I've been wanting to ask for like over a year. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I am Nicole Payson on Instagram, period. (laughs) I am at Lauren Flans on Twitter and Lauren underscore Flans on Instagram. We are at Coming Out Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our hashtags are hashtag Coming Out Pod. Hashtag, hashtag found, found Ricky. Ricky. Hey, hey, shout out to our patrons. Pooh, Sarah Wilson, Jim W., Jack, Kim, Simone, Adri, Tanya, Mandy, Tia, Mix, Michelle Forbes, Sammy, Michelle, Kaz, Carmel, Kieran Smiley, Aaron Mitchell, Vanessa Hunt, Diego Hernandez, and beyond Clexa.com. Uh, if you would like to join that list or check out any of our tiers of giving starting at $1 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash coming out pod. And, uh, FYI, one of the perks that you get uh, at, I think, the $3 tier, but don't quote me on that, uh, our watch parties. We just did one um, uh, in in December, right before Christmas. We did a Christmas movie. What was it called again, Super Lauren? fun. It was called Under the Christmas Tree. There it was. Lesbian Christmas movie. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, y'all, mm-hmm. we had so much fun. It was a blizzard. 
I'm thrilled to keep doing these. Um, so please join us. You get uh, heads up about that uh, like in advance so you can plan around it if you join Patreon. So um, thank you in advance. And you can also go to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify for free. Give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You could also for free just recommend this episode to uh, Oh My God. Anybody, let's see, Ooh, who yeah. has been, who came out potentially later in life? Mm-hmm. Anyone who uh, was married with and had kids and then came out? Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who is a domestic abuse su- mm-hmm. survivor? Uh, anyone who's a cancer survivor? Mm-hmm. Anyone? Anyone who has MS? Anyone? Who enjoys Lifetime movies? I mean, really, yeah, I just think like, that's really that's, the yeah, that's, that's really the kind of it. Like we we've hit all of the bases. It's unbelievable, I think. and also <laughs> you just have the episode. best attitude of like just a regular it's, person uh, whose life is normal, but like yes. considering yeah. what you have gone through are going through like you are just uh, the brightest sunniest uh, most wonderful human it's unreal thank you it's just unreal thank you Uh, um so (laughs) thank y'all uh for listening happy new year and we will see you next week Bye. bye